Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Michael K Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Got another hour to go here on the K Show on this Wednesday. Pat O'Keefe and Ty Butler. We're counting the days down of 2023. I had this earlier. I'll use it in the pregame show for the Knicks, Ty. But uh, the Knicks record so far in the calendar year 2023, they've played 74 games. Of those 74, how many do you think they've won? 73. (laughs) No. No? 73 and 1 is not the answer. Oh, man. Uh, you don't like my guessing of, games? Out of 74, 74 games, how games. many do I think they've won in the yeah. calendar year of 2023? Uh, they were the five seed last year, won a playoff series of the 60. Uh, I'm going to say of the 74 games, they've won 49. Mm, little high. 45. Okay. 45 and 29. That doesn't include playoff games, by the way. Those are regular oh. season games during the calendar. Playoffs, there was about a wash, right? They were 4 and 1 against Cleveland. Yeah. They were 2 and 4 against Miami. So 45 and 29 this calendar year with three games to go. That's a 50 win pace. So That's for, not bad. They've been for playing nearly really a calendar good. year. The Knicks have been a 50 win team. They won 47 last regular season. They've been playing, they've been playing really well, man. And, and like I said earlier, it's not often you come away from a, a, a Nick game thinking that there's a lot to complain about. They're, they're not going to win every game, of course, because sometimes they just get out-talented. But this is a fun team, and I, I'm really looking forward to watching this game tonight. Jalen and SGA going at it. Giddy, of course, who last he played at the Garden um, last season, had a triple-double. It should be a fun matchup. Well, Jalen Johnson. Yep. Well, Jalen Williams. Uh, Jalen Williams, I'm sorry. Jalen Johnson on the Hawks. We'll have it for you. Um, 7.30, pregame with me. Uh, Ed Cohen on the call. Tykira Carter, I believe, making her NBA debut as our analyst tonight. She does a lot of work for the Westchester Knicks. And uh, Monica McNutt off this week. And uh, Tykira getting a call out of the bullpen. You you and Monica have been killing it, man. That that duo is uh, pretty fun. How much fun is that working with her? She's the best. She's, she's great. I, I I love the energy she brings. She's got swag. And she's a superstar. Bro, you're sitting next to someone who's all over first take, all over get up. She's on MSG television. You're sitting next to a superstar. So Listen, don't, don't, I, don't get it twisted. I say this all the time. If you ever want to feel invisible, just walk through an NBA arena next to Monica McNutt. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my life the last couple of months. No, she's awesome. Uh, and she knows her ball, too. Uh, let's take some calls. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, how are you doing today? Hi, Pat. Hi. Uh, the biggest New York win this past calendar year, you have to Giants, say the Gi- Giants, Giants beating playoff. Minnesota. Yes. The Giants beating Minnesota in the playoffs, right? Correct. You know who my number two is? Can I guess? Can we, can we guess? Are we can talking we an individual game? game or a series? Yeah, one game. One game. Uh, Yankees haven't had it. You said this year? Calendar year. 
And I remember the date. So it's no no Yankees, no Mets, no Nets. Uh, Giants, we accounted for. Jets, no. Rangers lost in the first round. Knicks beat the Cavs in the first round. That's right. But the game that I remembered most was on tax state of... That's right. You got it, Ty. Game one. Whoa, whoa, because whoa, whoa. everyone yes, said Ty, that was me. were going to lose. No, that was me. It was me. I said it. Game one. That game cast. they controlled from the outset, and they were great. That was some shock. I think they won by 15. They were never threatened in that game. That shocked everybody. And, and after that, you knew they were going to win the series. I would so, argue, I mean, Richard, I would argue yeah. the bigger win was winning game five to win the series. Yeah, technically, <laughs> yes. But really, there was no question. I think game one was the bigger win. One. I do. I think game one was the bigger win because you were more. By, by the time you rolled around to game five, you, you kind of could see how the series right, was going. Correct. And that you was the biggest shot. You guys are nuts. nuts. Yeah, it I, was, I, a, I was winning a game one. The Cavs were a dead team clincher. when they took the floor in game it's five. It's still a series That's right. clincher. That's right. That's 100% right. Three to one. It wasn't a game seven. Yeah. You so lose game okay. one. Josh was Hart it? hits a huge three to I break a tie it. in the final minute, and you win yeah. game one. If you don't do that, it's an entirely different series. I got something way out of the box, but it's great. Wait, you? Adam Silver should do this. You got four teams right now with a combined record of 18 and 98. 18 and 98. San Antonio, Detroit, Charlotte, and Washington. Adams, now how do we know if these teams are tanking at the end? We don't. We don't know if they're just bad or they're tanking. So this is what Adam Silver does tomorrow. He makes an announcement. He says, you four teams, all are starting on my little record book at zero zero and the team that ends up with the best record amongst you four has the first number one pick well no that's a terrible well, idea that makes it so that they have to win no. if they want to get the best pick in the draft you can't first this way you are guaranteeing that none of those four teams can be tanking first of all you can't institute a rule a quarter or more than a quarter now uh, of the way Missioner, he can do anything he wants no, and if it can't. and if he it does a lot it has to I be approved by the board of governors so no he can't as the commissioner do anything he wants well you're, you're getting into the technicalities i'm not i'm just talking to you about what makes sense you're a dentist aren't you into technicalities i would hope that my dentist no, should, i'm a sports fan what do i care with they, I, I, I'd follow it and i say, wow, this team is doing good now all of a sudden that the game's accounting to... Okay, let's go to something else, uh, fellas. Uh, as far as it's the Tyrod Taylor it. and all, I'm a fan. I'm only interested in me. And I think Taylor gives us a better chance of winning on Sunday. Yes, so I don't does. care about next year. Listen, he's 35 years old. Aaron Rodgers is 40. This guy's got five years on Aaron Rodgers. The only problem with uh, Taylor is he gets hurt a lot. Yes. But I think he deserves a chance. And one yes. other thing, tomorrow night, I can't lose. See, I watch games for the intrigue. So I'm, I'm a Jet fan, New York fan, so I'm watching the Jet game. I want the Jets to win, but I'm also rooting for Joe Flacco. I love the story, so I can't lose. If Flacco has a great game and the Jets win, I'll still feel good. If the Jets lose and Flacco has a great game, that'll be great. So I'm rooting for both Flacco and the Jets. I and can't what do you got on the baseball? Because we're hitting all the sports here. What do you got on the baseball? Nah, nothing on the baseball. Hockey? But, uh, no, no, nothing on Soccer. hockey, fellas. But if I come up with something, I'll think. Fellas, always a pleasure. Richard, Thank you, thanks. Guys. He takes us all around the world. I love all it. around the world. It's a, a terrible long- NBA, it's a terrible NBA rule. 
Well, first of all, I, I don't think he actually expects Adam Silver to make that announcement. He said he should but come you, out tomorrow and announce yeah. that. I think there was a tongue-in-cheek something there. The, uh, but, big, the second biggest win is horrible that you guys are going with a Game 1 victory over Game 5. Well, he, I, I think he had his facts wrong, too, because the Knicks did, were, did not win that game by 15. They were up most of the way. And, yeah, and uh, Josh Hart hit that. Josh that Hart hit that big three-pointer to beat the shot clock buzzer. Shot clock, Th- I meant, yeah. That was the biggest win of that series. It was. No, it's not. The biggest one is the, the one that wins the series. The one that won the series, they ended up blowing them out. Julius Randle sprained his ankle at the end of the second quarter. Yeah, but and it then got Mitchell them to Robinson the next round. And Isaiah. No, I understand technically it got them to the next round. I understand how a series works. When you win four games, you get to advance to the next round. That, well, that part sounds I got, like it's not something that, that you're aware of. You can't get to the point where you're advancing to the next round if you don't win the first game of the series. Because they lost the second game of the series. They came back to the Garden for game three down 0-2. That's a completely different series. No, completely I disagree. Different. Disagree, man. Just what was take the, your right, so L. 1988, L, bro. It's 1988 cool. World Series. A's, Dodgers. Yes, what was we the big, remember Kirk, uh, Kirk Gibson. We understand that, but... What was the biggest win of that series? We, the, the, no, the most... What was the biggest the, win of that the series? The most exciting win. The most entertaining win. But that wasn't the biggest win of the of series. series. That was not the biggest win of the series. So the no. biggest win was when they were up 3-1. Yes. And they cl- no! Yes. You, it's, you're it's you're not following. The series. This is but not right. Did we not see 2016? The, the finals Every series is different. It's not a blanket statement for every series. You're it's the way you win the games. Doesn't guarantee you you're going to win the. Se- we saw the Rangers come back. It doesn't back guarantee twice you anything, but it, 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 it increases your chances of winning no, the series. No, the biggest win of a series is the final game, the clincher. No, it's not a blanket it's statement. That it, no, it's not. Oh, Absolutely man. not. Every series is different. Every series has a biggest win in that series. Yeah, the biggest win of a seven-game series was game two that they won. Come on, well, it's ridiculous. First of all, none of these series that I'm talking about went seven games. If it goes game seven, that's a different story. But the two series I'm talking about both ended in five games. There was no drama in game five. Yeah, there was you know no what? drama in game five between the Knicks and the Cavs. Their best player, Randall, who was playing great in the first half, sprained his ankle, didn't play the second half. Hardenstein, Robinson grabbed every offensive rebound, and the game was never close. Yeah. That wasn't a big win. It yeah, was an important the, win. It wasn't the biggest win of the series. Man, listen. You know what, Diamondbacks fans? Biggest win of the, uh, of that two thousand one series, game two. No, nah, you just you just changing the rules. <laughs> you're changing the rules. <laughs> I didn't say that about a seven game series. You're changing the rules. It's all good, man. Agree uh, to disagree. You can oh, be wrong. It's cool. You're, you're wrong a lot. You've been wrong a lot the last two days. It's fine. Sitting, sitting next to you, it, it doesn't happen often. <laughs> This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The Point God. You have made no good points, Peter. You're so right, Michael. I think you made some salient points. Yeah, because you're an ass. I think most of it was hype, to be honest with you. We know the story went to high school in the area. Flamboyant, excitable family that was very present during this. And who wouldn't be if their son was the quarterback of the Giants for any period of time? And that was awesome. And people got wrapped up in it. The three-game winning streak certainly helped people get wrapped up in it. But if you examine those three consecutive wins, how many of them were really impressive? One, the Green Bay win on Monday night when DeVito had his finest moment as a Giants quarterback, leading them on that game-winning drive after the Packers had taken the lead late in the fourth quarter. You know, I was surprised and disagreed with DeVito getting the start against Green Bay. That was the first game that Tyrod Taylor was eligible to come back. Tyrod Taylor is the better quarterback, and I know that the Giants won that game, and they won it because of, in part, what DeVito did on that final drive. Why do you have Tyrod Taylor on this team? Wow. Point God. It's one and one if you're keeping score at home, folks. And, and, And you know we are. I think he actually should have gotten it when he said that in 2016, even though the Cavs won Game 7 on the road, the biggest win of that series for them was Game 3. Did they win Game 3? They did. They did yeah. win Game they 3. They did win Game 3, yeah. I don't, I don't believe I said that. But. I thought you said that. <laughs> no, I didn't. Good thing they didn't choose from that ridiculousness you put together last segment. But congratulations. Thank you. Uh, you're you're not so well deserved point guard. Yeah. We're tied at one. We're we're tied at one one. I mean, God, they had to give me the win today after they gave you the win for defending Kevin Durant. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> talk about a hollow victory. I'll take some calls here. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Let's go to Jonathan in L.A. Jonathan, what's going on? Hi. Hello. What's up, Jonathan? Hi, guys. Good Great job, Jonathan. Hi, guys. Love it. You guys no, are doing hello. Uh, you always nail it, bro. You always nail it. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you. By the way, you guys are doing a hell of a job. Hope both of you guys uh, had a great uh, Christmas. I'll talk to you guys by then. Have, you guys have a happy New Year. You too. Really Thank quick, you. guys. Um, no problem. Um, I'm watching this Yamamoto guy getting presented right here. I think he totally finessed the Mets and the, and the Yankees. I think it was, uh, I mean, he knew he was going to go to the Dodgers. I really don't like that about him. And it makes me even hate the Dodgers even more. But whatever, I mean, like I tell my fellow, you know, well, the Dodgers fans right here, I tell them, you know what, you guys better win because I'm going to be the first one right there talking my ish, you know, because all these stars, but that's them. Our problem, Yankees, guys, what do you guys think about, uh, instead of signing uh, pitchers, what do you think about just going all in on uh, Corbin Burns? It's going to be a contract year. He's really going to what up. He's really going to pitch good. 
What do you guys think about trading for him? Or who else should we go for? Uh, he, here you guys on the other side. Thank you, guys. You guys have a good one. What do you, you got too, left, though? Thanks for the call. What The problem is, what do you have left after you traded for Juan Soto? Uh, to trade yeah. for Corbin Burns and, and and another rental at that. Now I think the chances of re-signing Burns will be uh, likelier than or easier than re-signing Juan Soto. But what do you have left? I guess the op- uh, the options uh, if you go into free agency. It's funny Jordan Montgomery, who a couple years ago <sighs> Cashman told you wasn't good enough to crack their playoff rotation. All of a sudden, he's back to being an option. Uh, because he helped the team uh, win a World, a World Series. He's a World Series hero? <laughs> He's a World Series hero, and he pitched. I mean, he was pretty outstanding uh, with the with entire the Rangers. time. And by the way, he was good with the car. He's been good since the day the Yankees traded him, and he was good with the Yankees. Yeah, of that course. That was a trade that aged horribly. I mean, you brought in a guy who, yes, did help you. Yeah, Bader in the had some moments. Last year. Bader yes. hit, what, five home runs? Yeah, he was their best hitter in the playoffs last year. Yeah, you, you could make the case that you don't get past Cleveland without him. Uh, Garrett Cole was the MVP of that series, but you did need some offense, and uh, Bader provided that for you. But, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's clearly a rotation that has one starter you can trust, Pat. Because Carlos Rodon, I've heard people say, well, he's not going to be, well, he's going to have a bounce back season. Well, based on what? Because history tells you he's going to get hurt. The two years prior to last year, he wasn't hurt, but the two years prior to that, he was hurt. So in three of the last five years, he's been injured. And then when we saw him pitch last year, he was ineffective. And I ineffective. Also, he was as I, bad as you could yeah, be. He, he was. It was one of the worst, like year one uh, of a big contract that I, that I've seen from a Yankee starter. And then he's flipping, what was it, in Anaheim, Anaheim. He's flipping off fans. which Laughing I get, at them or whatever. I mean, yeah, like blowing kisses. Death. Yeah, he's blowing kisses. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, and people I, don't want to boo you. They want to cheer you. But when you I, start I, the yeah. season hurt and then you come back and you stink, you give them no choice. He apologized for that right away, which was the right thing to do. But, boy, it showed you a lot about how thin-skinned he is. And yeah. Then you thought maybe, okay, all and all would have been forgiven if he went out and backed it up and pitched well. He was horrible. Did his EO, did his ERA end up above seven? I mean, it was it was as bad a first year for a big free agent signing, and it gave you no hope, honestly, that he could turn it around. I mean, because he was healthy and for a long enough period of time at the end of that season, he was healthy for long enough that you got past the injuries and didn't have to blame it on the injuries. But your point to go back to that, you got him. You know, Nestor, Nestor Cortez, Cortez yep. injured a lot last year and shaky when he wasn't injured, which probably had something to do with the injury. I mean, he's a smallish guy and kind of came out of nowhere. So even though he was great two years ago, you're always leery about those kind of guys also. Yeah, and then you're relying on Clark Schmidt, who at, at, he's fine. at best is your fourth starter. But and he's when fine I go, there. He's when fine I go, there. Yeah, he's fine there, but it means that two and three you have question marks about. Radon had an ERA of 6.85 last year. Ah, it was close. Injured. Nestor Cortez, injured too, had an ERA near five. So, you know, Jordan Montgomery is going to be a name that's thrown out there. Blake Snell, uh, he is, I guess, among the, uh, the best unsigned free agent starters right now. And then you could look at some other guys, you know, Giolito, could you possibly be in on him? Uh, maybe Marcus Stroman, or just some names that people have thrown out there. It's 
you know, Yamamoto, they were all in on him just because that that's a splash signing. It fills a, a position of need in a big way, and um, it, it it satiates the hunger of fans that say you don't spend enough money to to win championships. So missing out on him is a killer. It, it, it's a killer, and it, it's not the first time. And the fan has every right to hate him for you know using the Yankees and the Mets to drive up his price. Not the first time that's been done. It's a smart move. I mean, I remember when Greg Maddox did it when he was going from the Cubs to the Braves in 1992. Yankees thought they were going to get him, and he was never going to come to New York, and he was just using George Steinbrenner to jack up his price tag. Yeah, it doesn't make me hate him. I don't feel as uh, as vociferous in my, uh, I guess, rooting against the Dodgers just because of that. It's business. Business is business. He didn't want to come here use the Yankees. Good for him. It's amazing, though, how one guy on the roster in the lineup can just change your... I mean, really, the Yankees have done, what, one thing this offseason? Yeah, it's just, it's just Soto. But it, mean, just, significant. It, it, changes, it changes your outlook so dramatically. I mean, all of a sudden, the lineup does not... Not only does it not look bad, the lineup looks good again. It looks like a strength again. Of course, everybody's healthy right now, and you're envisioning this lineup with... You know, Judge playing 145 games and Soto doing the same, although Soto's usually a pretty sturdy player. He played in every game last year. Yeah, that's a very sturdy player. Yeah. And Verdugo, um, of course, they signed. That was the other move. I, and, I was talking and, and about that helps signif- too. It, it, it helps. That was but significant. But that was significant because he's a left-hander. Sure. No, not sure. They, they, they need more left-handed hitting in the lineup. I mean, you know, you got tired of seeing, you know, the Oswaldo Cabreras. I know he was a switch hitter. And, you know, Verdugo's a professional hitter. He's not coming into bat third. He's coming into bat seventh, and he's coming in to provide some pop on the left side of the plate. But that begs the question, what are you doing defensively in the outfield now? I guess Judge is now going to be asked to play center field. Judge is going to have to play center field until Jason Dominguez comes back. And that's going to wear on him. For a guy who's been prone to injuries. It's uh, not ideal. Uh, do I want him having but you got, all that real estate in well, center field? Well, that's where getting Trent Grisham in the deal, also left-hand professional hitter and center field, he can take some of the, you know, some of the load off of Aaron Judge in center field. I hear you. It changes your whole outlook of the lineup. The one guy, I mean, two technically with Verdugo, but just having Juan Soto there and just not seeing Stanton in the three-hole, you know, and not seeing. Um, you know, well, not seeing Isaiah, Isaiah kind of his name at all. He's in, uh, he's in Toronto now, a two-year, well, fifteen million dollars contract. He gets to contract. face the Yankees. Uh, the, uh, he gets to face the Yankees a bunch of times. Revenge right? game. He's, Maybe he's gonna, he should he'll call Joe Flacco, ask him for some advice on <laughs> how to handle the revenge game. Flacco's gearing up for his right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be fun to watch. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. We're still here. How about that? On the K Show, a lot of fun on this Wednesday. Been a fun week so far. Uh, most four-day work weeks are, Ty. Pat O'Keefe and Ty Butler here on 98.7 ESPN New York. Um, how about last night? Um, the only local team in action, the Brooklyn Nets, and they were uh, in Detroit. And we, we talked about this yesterday. It was a dangerous spot for the Nets. Pistons had lost 26 games in a row. The Nets had just played them. Always tough to beat a team back-to-back games. The game was in Detroit. And now you're at the point with this historic losing streak that the Pistons are on that has now reached 27 games. You don't want to be the team that finally loses and helps the Pistons end this streak. And the, the Nets last night were dangerously close to being that team. What were they down? 14 in the first yeah. quarter? Yeah. Cade, Cade Cunningham was uh, was going off. And then late in that game, they were down five with about four minutes left to go. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm not a Nets fan. But with the local teams, the Knicks and the, and the Nets, I root for them to do well. I think it's good because, you know, obviously for the station you get to talk about them. And also, I love basketball. And, and it's fun when you have two good basketball teams. The last thing you want to see happen 
is for them to lose that game to that team in that way uh, to, to stop the streak. But, you know, give credit to Royce O'Neal, who hit a couple of big-time shots last night. Uh, Dayron Sharp, who had a big uh, and one. And Mikel Bridges hit a big shot. Cam Johnson hit a big shot. They needed it, – it, it, it sucks because – they needed every bit of, of those big shots to beat the Pistons. It shouldn't have even been that close, but ultimately they found a way to get it done. Thankfully for them. You know, I was locked in on that game for the second half, especially once I saw that it was a, a tight ball game. Got home, had a little dinner, locked in for the second half of the game. Um, God, Detroit just, I mean, down the stretch. Cade Cunningham has scored 41 points and is a really good player. Missing free throws down the stretch, <laughs> throwing the ball away. I mean, it, it just... So the backstory on Detroit, in case everybody doesn't know, you know, they had the worst record in the Eastern Conference last year, didn't win the lottery. Of course, that was the Spurs, and they get Victor Wembenyama. Two years ago, they won the lottery, and they had Cade Cunningham, who was the number one pick of the draft in 2021. Uh, come into this year, and the change that they feel is needed is they're going to hire Monty Williams, who just got fired by the Suns. They're going to hire Monty Williams and give him the highest contract ever for an NBA head coach. Higher than Spolstra, higher than Popovich at the time, higher than anyone in the history of the NBA. And he's making $13 million a year. But the problem is Monty Williams, who took the Suns to the finals in 2021 and in 2022 led them to the best record in the regular season. He's really good at coaching veteran teams. Yeah. This is not a veteran team. We saw him have, you know, conflict with DeAndre Ayton, who's who's I guess technically a veteran, but still, you know, a a, a young player. And he, he, a lot of the success with the Suns we attributed to the leadership of Chris Paul. Like not not to take away from what Monty Williams did, but Chris Paul we see has you know immediate impact on teams, right? The Thunder when when he got there they make the playoffs, and then with the Suns they became a, a championship contender when he got there. Monty's in a tough spot because you go from like you said, man, you know, just a couple of years ago you were in Game Six of the Finals, and now you are coaching. Like, what do you say? during halftime when you're on a 26 game losing streak like what's the adjustment what's the coach speak what's the motivational tactic you use so it's embarrassing and and I want to parrot something that Bill Simmons said on this podcast that you know that I found interesting Pat with all the three-point variants in the NBA how is it possible for a team to lose 27 straight games like, you always see, like, that bad team all of a sudden gets hot from three. They hit 23s. They get the upset. How does that not happen for 27 straight games with Detroit? Like, it's crazy. It's a good point. It's, it's akin tied to a point that I often like to make from a different sport. In this day and age where if you finish in last place in the NFL, you get to pick towards the top or in the top of the draft. You get to play a last place schedule the following year. So it's set up for parity. In this day and age, how can a team possibly go 13 consecutive years without reaching the NFL playoffs? It's very similar. It's 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 crazy. And like a lot of those years, they didn't even come close. Like 2015 came down to the final week. Last year, they were 7-4. and four. But there's a lot of, you know, five-win seasons, four-win seasons, two-win seasons. And you're picking that high, drafting the best players on the board or with the opportunity to draft the best players on the board, and you still can't get into the playoffs. This, that's, that's, that's an organization that's not run really well. And, and back to the Pistons. So when's the streak going to end? So 27 straight losses. That's the longest 
streak within a single season because the, the Sixers the had NBA. it. Uh, Sixers at 28, but it was over two over the seasons, course of two seasons, yeah. Um, which they they very well might pass because they play at Boston uh, tomorrow. <laughs> um, then they play Toronto. Then they go out west: Houston, Utah, Golden State, Denver. Uh, you, you know, <sighs> so this could go on for this could a go while. On. This could it's carry so, into 2024. It's actually really bad. Like we have fun with it. And I thought about asking this yesterday: Is this a game you throw on national TV because the history is about to be made? And, and of course, you don't because you're highlighting like the highest degree of ineptitude, and it's actually bad for the sport. When you look around, the the, the Wizards are historically bad. The, the Spurs had that long um, losing streak. Yep. You've got the Hornets who stink, and now of course. Um, You've got this team, the Pistons, who are are gonna have the, the longest losing streak in NBA history. It's 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 bad for the product. It's, it's really, terrible. Really sad for the franchise. So they're two and twenty seven. They were two and one, and a little optimism. And now, <laughs> no, now they're. I'm sorry, they're two and twenty seven. Yes, um, two and twenty eight. It's hard. It's hard to keep track. Let's take some calls. Let's go to one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Artie in Brooklyn. Artie, what's up? Hey guys, thanks for taking the call. Happy New Year. So I'm thinking about the big three, or possible big three for the Knicks. It's so hard, you know, to get guys. But I heard that Donovan Mitchell's got an opt-out. If they somehow are able to get him in free agency, are those three good enough to win the championship? Yes. Donovan, Randall, and, and Brunson? Yes. But they're not going to get him in and free that, agency, Artie. I, 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 don't think it's a, I don't think it's a definite yes. Um, but I, I, they're clearly, if they have Donovan Mitchell with Brunson and Randall, clearly closer to winning yeah. a championship than they are right now. There's still some, there's still some concerns with that. But he's not going to get to free agency if they get into next season, and it's clear that he's not right. going to resign. They're going to trade, yeah. gonna trade him, and and then will the Knicks have the best offer that the Cavaliers want? He doesn't have a no trade clause in his contract. No, of course. I think not. The, I think the only no trade clause left is Bradley Beal. Yeah. Okay, and he should be the one that has. I was kind of, I was kind of thinking that he could push his way to New York, just like uh, Carmelo kind of did. So this way, they don't have to give up too much. But whatever you give up, you're still going to have those three, right? So you said with those three, you, I didn't say anybody else. I think you said good those enough. three is good enough. I think that okay. trio is good enough to win a cha- uh, to be in the championship conversation. Well, yeah, yes. Think about how They're close there. they were to get, how close were they to getting Donovan Mitchell? Think about that. If they pulled the trigger, they would have had those three on this team. Now so maybe close. it ends up working out better because you got a chance to retain some of these guys who, and we appreciate the call, Artie. Retain some of these guys who you are now grooming. Jalen Brunson has got his footing now, and and um, Randall's playing well. So you insert Donovan into an equation that features two All Stars. You can make it work, but I, I I definitely think it puts them in in the conversation to win a championship. If Mitchell and Brunson came, if you pulled the trigger on that trade last year, and Mitchell and Brunson came in at the exact same time, you would not see this version of Jalen Brunson because. Naturally, Donovan Mitchell, the more established star at that point, he would have taken the lead. He would have been the headliner, and Brunson would have been the secondary. Now, if Mitchell comes in, it's Jalen's team. It's Jalen's team. So you know, you know, the only way this isn't Jalen's team is if, for some reason, the Knicks are able to get you know a Giannis, uh, Embiid. You know, somebody like that. That's the only scenario in which it is no longer Jalen's team. But we know what Jalen Brunson is now. It's his team. That being said, um, Donovan Mitchell, 
on this Knicks roster if you keep Brunson, which you would, and you Julius Randle. Yeah, and, and you're able to retain uh, Mitchell Robinson. I, I, the injury stuff is, is yeah. going to turn people off, and but – uh, the the one concern is the height and the size of that backcourt that could yes. get torched. And that was the concern last offseason, too. Yeah, could get torched defensively, especially when you talk about those other guys like the Kawhis and the Giannis's and the LeBrons and the Lucas. Going to be putting them in a heavy dose of pick and rolls to exploit it. So that's the one concern you have, which is why it's important to have that you know rim protector. Uh, at the back end with Mitchell Robinson. But, yeah, man, that, that group would, would be good enough to win a championship. I'd be all for that. Well, I mean, you know, he would be just a, a shot maker, even the likes of which Brunson's such a unique player with the way he gets into the paint and burrows his way to the basket. His three-point shooting has hit another level this year. Yeah. But just in terms of a, another way, a more traditional way, I would say, of individual shot creation, Donovan Mitchell's one of the best in the entire NBA. At that, he's, he's averaging damn near thirty points a game yeah. this year, and they're dealing yeah. with a bunch of injuries uh, in Cleveland. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hey, buddy! Hey, catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow will be a a busy show. Not that today wasn't. Everybody's playing tonight. Some of the mm-hmm. games have started. If you're and we hope you don't do so for another 10 minutes. But if you're looking for the Rangers and the Caps, it's on 10.50 a.m. right now. Scoreless in the first period. Right after this, we've got Knicks pregame. Knicks and OKC to take on the Thunder. The Islanders are hosting Pittsburgh. You can catch that streamed on the ESPN New York app. So we're all over the place. And then, of course, tomorrow, Ty, we will have a football game to preview. As we're leading right into Jets pregame. So we'll talk a lot during the Michael K. show tomorrow about Jets Browns and the Jets taking on Joe Flacco. And this should have been, if the Jets had handled themselves correctly, uh, a potential, um, you know, playoff, not preview, but a a game with playoff implications for both teams. Mm -hmm. Because you're going through the schedule, if they had a legitimate backup, uh, this this game would have would have meant something for both teams, but unfortunately they did not have a suitable backup, and now we're in the position of firing up Tankathon every single every single day, seeing where the Jets fall. And right now we're at a ninth, ninth. on Tankathon. Yep. Every year, man, we find we're in the same. We're in the we got same away from seat. Tankathon last year for both teams, which was nice. It was a it was a really nice respite last year because you were on it for the Giants and the Jets for like five straight years, and all of a sudden last year, and we were expecting to be on it last year, yeah, and you got off it. But here we are; they dragged us right back in. <laughs> right, I'm but, so sick of looking at Tankathon. I'm so sick of hearing the word tank. Um, we did the exercise yesterday about what would the Jets' record look like if they had. An average backup quarterback, a Jacoby Brissett, if you I will. I say three more wins. And we both were agreed on that. Um, so nine and so think about that. Jets nine and six, Browns ten and five, playing on Thursday night. Possible yeah. fifth seed in the AFC on the Al line Michaels would be tomorrow. overjoyed with that. He'd take that. <laughs> what does that look like these days? Al Michaels <laughs> Al overjoyed. Al Michaels overjoyed. I don't know. Like? Well, he said that he doesn't he, he's not gonna fake it if it's a if it's if it's yeah. a game between two scrubs. <laughs> yeah, well, why is he gonna try to sell to the audience that it's the Super Bowl? Thank you for clarifying, Al. <laughs> Let's uh, get another call in here. Jay in New Jersey. Jay, what's going on? Yeah, I just I just wanted to uh to say um um, Jacob and Anthony, they're doing a real, real great job. Since Michael, Michael, Peter, and Don on, you know, 
um, low management. They the, the, the wingman been great. So I just wanted to say, Jake Anthony, and, and, and he's got his Anthony. cousins calling into the show. Man, he's got his family. Point God, point God, changing it. Jay, <laughs> change the point Jay, God. while I agree, <laughs> Jay, I agree with you completely. But but can I ask, in your opinion, have Ty mm-hmm. or I contributed anything to your enjoyment the last four definitely? And a half hours? You were or both, is it just you, or is you it just Anthony Ty. and Jacob? No, no, no. You no. <laughs> uh, you and Ty, you both have been contributing great, but. I'm talking about the wingman. You know, they they've been they they've been doing a real great job. You know, and when Ty, um, you you guys just played a cut uh, when the guy pulled up mid, mid, midfield and um with the heads and tails and and you know yeah, he was Ty like uh, he wanted to defer. He didn't. He wasn't sure. <laughs> and and when Ty was like. And Ty was like, um, it was like Jake. Um, he finished oh sufficient. We're going right back there. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, thanks for the call. Jay, we should end Jay it on was, that note. <laughs> he was high off that loud pack, man. He was high off that. Could you imagine though, Pat? Uh, and we love, um, we love Jacob and Anthony. But if, if 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 the take is, yo. The show is only good because of Anthony's 25-minute ENN and, and Jacob's uh, rejoins. That means we're doing a terrible job. I will say, I mean, you know, nobody's on X calling Jacob and Anthony nobodies for filling in on the show <laughs> this week. But I've heard no that, one's calling them Nick Boy. I've heard that said plenty about the two of us. And, and, and we're, get, <laughs> we're, we're getting uh, attacked because of the uh, Jalen Brunch and Donovan Mitchell thing. And we acknowledge. So so uh, Jose and Brooklyn There's who no called perfect us. thing. Yeah, Jose's a good caller. But, uh, sorry, I'll let you. But there's no perfect. There's no perfect move out there for the Knicks. That's why this exactly. is a little frustrating. That's why I, I, you have to. You just have to entertain the conversations that are presented to you. So someone asked about Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson. Is that is that a championship caliber team with Randall? Yes, I think so. And I mentioned there are some deficiencies because that's a backcourt that gets torched. But like as you said, man, there's no perfect guy out there because if the guy was perfect, the team wouldn't be trading him. Exactly right. So who would be the perfect guy out there? Joel Embiid, fully yeah. healthy. Jokic, Giannis, <laughs> Giannis Luca, mean, yeah, Luka. Steph, yeah. LeBron. Well, like Steph, those guys. Steph wouldn't even be perfect because he's 35. I mean, he'd be, you'd take him, but he's not even perfect. Well, because he's—I mean—he's still having a tremendous he season at 35. But you know, the guys who you want to have are just Tatum. not available. Tatum, Tatum would, yeah, yeah, yeah. T- basically, superstar in his prime. That's what you know. That's how what often do those guys get traded? No problem, right? They will, especially, especially Durant. when you've now Durant uh, gets traded yearly. I mean, other than him, how often those guys get traded? And Durant's past his prime now too. <laughs> you just can't help yourself. What did Durant do to you? Did, were Durant you guys did nothing like, to me. Were I'm you guys like going after the same girl in college? I'm a basketball and broadcaster. Able to get her and you weren't? You think Durant and I were in college at the same time? I'm just saying. like it, this, this Durant feels... went to college for one year. I went to college t- for six years. So between the two of us, we almost averaged out four years each in college. How did it work out for him? It worked out all right for him. <laughs> he, he won Listen, a couple championships. If he keeps, yeah, won a couple championships after he joined a championship caliber team. And if he keeps plugging away, they're going to find themselves in the middle of that play in tournament race in the Western Conference. This I just can't wait for us to, to, before the week is over, be full fledged in a, a Jordan LeBron debate. That's yeah, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. Today was probably it, actually. It feels the like the that. wheels are coming off. Someone tried to like bait us into it earlier today. Yeah. Because uh, I, I can't I, remember I, his name, but you know, he said like majority rules. I don't LeBron know that it's today. much of a debate, Jordan against LeBron. I mean, 
Where do you have Jordan on your all-time list? You have LeBron one. Where do you have Jordan? He's not two. that I'm looking to start. He, Jordan's two. Okay. See, LeBron's yeah. not even two on my list. He's like five. Really? Yeah. Well, the centers. It, the centers were great. So, Anthony, did he just disqualify himself from being able to do this show the next two days? He's got he's got LeBron fifth all time. Yeah, that's that's a, a ridiculous take. That's a steep drop. I mean, like, can we can we? So LeBron LeBron's not better than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Can we go back and remove the the point guard from him, even though it had nothing to do with this? Like, you shouldn't be allowed to win point guard with takes like that. Fifth, come on, fifth. Wait, so you have him behind Kareem Russell yeah. and Will Chamberlain? Are you kidding me? Our last caller, one point guard, guys. Remember. <laughs> Your cousin? <laughs> From Boston. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We're going to have to do that. Will, it's too late in the show to do It's this. too late in the show. Three-game road trip, 2-1, and one, I think, would be phenomenal. Oh, you'd sign up for that in a heartbeat. 100%. So that, that gets, gets you, you to, what, to the 19 new year and 13? and 13. But these are all tough games. Look, Oak, this, tonight's the toughest. But, like you pointed out before, ironically an astute point by you, the <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder played last night, so this could be a scheduling win for the Knicks. Knicks have already had a couple scheduling losses this year. One of them was the Clippers game. The Clippers game was tough. They yeah, never had a chance. The and then the other one was actually very early in the season. Uh, they played in Atlanta, and then the next night played in New Orleans. The Pelicans oh, yeah. had two days off, and it was their home opener. That was never their home opener. I was that. just going to say that was their home opener. Uh, yeah, that was that was another rough one. So, but you know, look, you get scared. That's why you said the Knicks shouldn't feel, or you know, you don't want to discredit the Knicks by saying this would be a schedule win. Take a schedule win yeah, if that's what it, it is. You of course sign you do because because you, you also have schedule losses. It's but a if fun go, game. It, if you can go two and one here, because Orlando is actually still ahead of the Knicks in the standings. They're a similar team. They don't score a lot of points. They're a good defensive team like the Knicks, and then Indiana has come back to earth since their run through the in-season tournament. So both of those teams above 500, but both of them beatable teams on the road. The Knicks could have drafted SGA, right? Yes. So now on this road trip, you're going to play two guys that you should have drafted in uh, Tyrese Halliburton yes. and SGA. SGA was the... Um, that was the... That was 2018. That was the Kevin Knox draft. Not only did yeah. they pass on... SGA, they also passed on Mikel Bridges. They've also passed on Darius Garland. Eh, Darius Garland's not head and shoulders better than R.J. Barrett. That's not that's that's not a tough one. Well, R.J. Barrett's making a strong case this year that maybe he's not as bad as as we thought. But th- th- but the, the uh, that's three- another guy who who we got to see come out and uh, continue to played well on Christmas. He played well on Christmas, but prior to that, uh, he had a 16 game stretch where he he had, was inefficient. And he was not playing well, which was a shame that, because uh, he, he lost started, against the Bucks. He started great, um, yeah, and then he got like, those migraines. They went away on that five-game road trip. He was playing maybe some of the best basketball of his career. He missed three games with migraines, and that's where that sixteen-game stretch started for him. So, yeah, he had the the knee, the knee issue, the migraines. But I'm looking forward to this game, pal. I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing the Knicks with a tough test tonight in Oklahoma City against one of the best teams in the league. Did we have any guests today? I don't think we did, right? We didn't. We did it by ourselves, baby. Wow. We don't need guests. No guests today. Anthony, I guess we should thank him. He did a phenomenal job. He's awesome. Jacob? Jacob in between the puff, puff is, pass. And was, was, is was Jacob out from under that bus that you threw him under yet? Nah, I just threw, I just threw another shot at him. <laughs> you sure did. Good job by you. <laughs> right. We'll do this again tomorrow, my friend. We'll do this again tomorrow. Lots of uh, 
Lots of Jets talk tomorrow. We'll rehash the Knicks Thunder game, which is coming your way in a matter of moments. Ty Butler, I'm Pat O'Keefe. The Michael K. Show will be right back here tomorrow, 3 o'clock on ESPN New York. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.